Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Just Think, the podcast is Holly and Amy and Kristen, and it's just the three of us today. It's a cathartic episode of basically dumping all of our thoughts, feelings, uh, emotions, but most importantly, facts, because honestly, facts don't really care about any of our thoughts, feelings, or emotions, because facts are facts. We want to always come back to that, but we know that a lot of what's been going on in the world um, does evoke a lot of thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And we know we're not alone in those. And we know you're not alone in yours. Now, we're not saying you need to agree with us. In fact, the whole impetus of this whole podcast is for you to just think for yourself. We want we want to bring some um, controversial topics to the table today because we feel it's important to normalize having uncomfortable conversations around topics that if you feel like you can't say what you think around a topic, or you can't express your opinion without massive fallout, then we're not free. And we want to champion freedom of speech and we want to be have the right to get it wrong. And when we get it wrong, to admit that we were wrong and try to get it right. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't care about what your politics or beliefs are. What we care about is what is true and, and finding what's true. And so as we look through the headlines, it's become abundantly clear that the mainstream media is a propaganda tool that is designed to direct you to believe certain things. And it's not new. It's been happening for a long time. And we want to begin today with another devastating incident that happened in Nashville, Tennessee last week at Covenant School. It was devastating that a, I think she was 28-year-old woman, And I'm saying woman because biologically she was, who identified as a transgender. Am I correct? She was a man. She identified as he, man. Okay. See, so, okay. So, but because biologically she's a woman, there was no interview of her before they had to shoot and kill her when the police shot and killed her, frankly, in a matter of minutes, which saved a lot of lives. But she... Uh, I think had formerly gone to the school years ago, was transgender, went up into the school in her writings before she did this, she admitted that she chose the school because of um, lesser security on the premises because she had scoped it out. She killed three children and three adults, and she was killed by two responding Metro Nashville Police Department officers. This happened on March 27th. It was horrific. It was um, the her beliefs, thoughts, and feelings. I don't believe have been made public, which is unusual. Yep. Typically, yep. 
Typically, when there is a shooter and they have strong feelings about something, it is out there right away. It's interesting how the coverage by the mainstream media of this event, instead of talking about the fact that this bitch killed <laughs> three children, three children on purpose, third grade kids, mm-hmm. instead of the focus being on that and the families. And then the three adults that were also killed, in fact, let's just even say their names, because these mm-hmm. are the victims, Evelyn Dykes, Dykhouse, William Kenny, and Hallie Scruggs were all nine years old. Mm-hmm. Substitute teacher Cynthia Peake, 61, custodian Mike Hill, 61, and head of school Catherine Kuntz, 60. So these people died, but I'm not hearing much about their stories at all. What I'm hearing is that we misgendered the bitch that killed. Sorry if your kids are listening. I'm, this makes me so angry. We misgendered her. Okay. But there was no time to interview her and see how she identified. She has female anatomy. Mm-hmm. And this is where this conversation, and I'm going to try to comment. Look at the dead body and you can tell whether what their gender their DNA, and you can tell their gender. Now, we have long said on this podcast that the three of us, our personal belief is this. If you want to dress whatever way you want to dress, change your name. If you want to have an elective surgery after 18 years old, that is your right to do it. Um, We believe in being kind and and, um, not, you know, certainly we don't want anyone being bullied for whatever choices they're making in life, as long as it's not harming anyone else, right? Like you've got to have a measure of freedom. You can't believe in freedom for yourself, but not believe in freedom for others, right? But when that freedom becomes detrimental to society, you don't get to have that freedom in the same way that I don't get to walk around shooting people that make me angry, right? Like that's, you have rules of society to make society work. And we have had we know this is such a hot button topic. We know that, you know, in the world, we can get, quote, canceled for talking about it. But if the majority of us who feel this way, who believe in being kind, who believe in being thoughtful and not, you know, trying to be openly offensive to people, that we believe in that and at the same time believe that you don't get to choose your biology. God chose it. It's what you got. And when that happens, you can't berate people for identifying you according to your biology. And when you get an apology, I think it was from the New York Times, to a murderer for killing these children and these three adults. Well, like in the wake of the shooting, just in the days after, you know, I know that Jean-Pierre, what's her name? Kareem Jean-Pierre, in one of her um, press releases, she was just saying, you know, the trans community is now the trans community is now fearing for their lives because of this. Okay, because yeah. of what happened, because of the you know quote backlash. I hear a lot about um, from the trans community, or what I I seem to see is that they they seem to be fearing for their lives all the time. Like they're fe- they feel like, and I've heard the word genocide being thrown around. Like they mm-hmm. believe yeah. that they are under attack to the point of trying to wipe them off. You know the planet or whatever. And, and I just, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing a genocide. I think that somebody, um, a podcast I was listening to, um, looked at all the murders in the past, like, gosh, I don't know all the details. 
of how long this, they went into look at like hate crime murders and yeah. of all the different hate crime murders, um, in like a 10 year span, I think it was like transgender. Um, there were two in 10 mm. years, but one of the points that somebody made was that maybe they're throwing around the genocide. Like we fear for our lives and that the genocide is because by not acknowledging who they feel in their soul that they are, you are committing like an act of murder against them metaphorically because you are not acknowledging who they are. Like that's the only thing I can think of of where this genocide, where they're feeling like this genocide. And then they're like this trans day of vengeance where they're like gonna like come after people because they feel so attacked and so threatened and like their lives are being threatened. And I'm just like, do y'all see this? I mean, I, I guess no. I don't see this at all. And then speaking well, of the, uh, also just real quick, before I forget this little thought, this whole, when we're talking about hate crimes, um, anytime there's a mass shooting, we're always so quick to let's, let's make sure we throw this into the hate crime category, right? Every single shooting, mm-hmm. if it fits a good narrative for, for the agenda that needs to be pushed, we're going to throw it into a hate crime category, except this one, mm-hmm. except this one. I mean, this was a white woman shot and killed a black man right one of the victims was a black man so why why is this not this is a a woman who shot a group like a a group of christian a group of christians yeah if you were to take the group of christians and replace christian with i don't know muslim jewish black any other group would we not be hearing on the news that this was a hate crime right or i mean well and i think that what we're doing too is we're flipping all this conversation about how we're gendering this person and the real issue is mental health like we say it over and over again this is not regardless take the whole freaking gender equation out if you are sick enough to kill people and to go on a mass murdering spree you have a mental health illness you have something wrong and that didn't just happen overnight And we are ignoring this fact. There is a mental health crisis. There has been. And we're not talking about that. Yeah. It's just, regardless of all this, y'all, we, guns don't kill people. People kill people. People with mental health issues or anger and hate, unresolved, evil people. And I'm not saying that this person is evil. We don't know. There are mental health illnesses that, that like make people literally go crazy. And sometimes they literally, I mean, I hate to say they can't help it, but truly there are psychotic, you know, illnesses, yeah. true diagnoses that can make people do evil things. And yes. there are also just pure evil people. We don't know because they're not talking about it. Well, all they're talking about is the gender and they're not even talking about these victims that were there, the innocent victims. They're turning it around to the killer is the victim. Since when has that happened? It's the first time that's the first time that I've seen it in such a way. It's it's like, listen, we've we for years felt like we were living in a clown world. Like it's uh, everything's upside down, right? Good is bad, bad is good. And 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 to to have seen the response to this from the mainstream has been disgusting. And yeah. that there's not been any focus on the actual victims but instead a focus on the victimizer, on the on the killer. And you remember all those years are like, we don't want to talk about the killer because it's going to give him or her, usually him, right? A, you know, a platform. And that seems to, it feels like we focused so much on, on her uh, who identifies as him, but her, um, biological her, 
And that was also shocking because typically women do not um, go on mass shooting sprees. I mean, historically they haven't. Also historically, we have identified people who thought they were born in the wrong body as having a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that we have suddenly in just the last few years decided it's not a mental illness and we should champion it and we should all be get behind it. And if you have any reservations about someone's you know, confusion about their gender, then you are a bigot, that you are a trans foe. That is absolute insanity. It's in the same way. I'm a white Christian woman, okay? So a lot of what I see and believe is gonna be informed by those core beliefs and, and who I am. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like my beliefs. You know, you don't have to like what I believe. In fact, many people don't like what I believe. Does not mean it, it does not. I have the freedom to believe that and you have the freedom to disagree with it. Does it make you a Christian hater to think that I'm wrong? Right. Does so, it make you hate them? The fact that they no. don't believe what you believe what you believe, does it make you hate them? No. no. That's a and thing. they don't have to go kill you either. Right. Just because they disagree. Well, it is like, none of us had a problem until we brought started bringing kids into it. Let's be yep, real. Yep. yep. I mean, when the whole, let's go back to Caitlyn Jenner. When that all happened, everybody, I mean, I was like, whoa, 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 what? Like, what? Yeah. What? You're like, like, all right, well. But I mean, it's him. He, do you, do you. Do you, yeah. you know, do you? Because, and the reason why I say that is because I believe freedom is that important. That mm -hmm. he's a grown man and he has the freedom to do that. Um, and I believe that as a Christian, by the way, Christians who are listening in, you know, the, the Bible says the law kills, but the spirit gives life. Laws and rules like it, that are constrictive, um, you know, can 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 damage us. And that does not permission to act a fool. Please don't understand. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's just saying that when you have freedom, right, which is what Christ said he came from for anyway, when you have freedom that is empowering and that is a that is the ideal place to live now. At the same time, we can't use our freedom to make choices that are detrimental to us or to other people. And so that's where the balance comes in. But I believe in freedom. And so when Caitlyn Jenner, um, when Bruce Jenner decided to go through his surgeries and identify as a woman, it's like, hey, he gets to do what he chooses. Mm -hmm. The problem I had is when he was considered the woman of the year and what the ESPYs and like, that's when I'm like, no, 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 he didn't do what he did as a woman. He did it as a man. And, and he is even one who's come out against uh, transgender, transgenders competing against biological women. I mean, he is saying no way that's not fair. Right. I guess my point is to say, it's when you bring the children into it and you are indoctrinating children in these hospitals and telling them that they're built, born in the wrong body and you need to start these drugs and these transformations that we have real issues with. And we're kind of surprised at the people who don't have issues with it. I think there's two issues with the trans thing from for most sane, logical, normal, common sense, yeah. average American people. <laughs> One is the kids and two is infringing on real women's sports, awards, yep. um, and all these things. You know, when you see like Dylan Mulvaney, mm. he is now the spokesperson for Bud Light and is on a Bud Light can because he's celebrating 365 days of womanhood okay and so that's no. like new sponsor okay so no. so one year of being a woman and this man he is changed to be a woman is now the face of a corporation what about all the other actual women that you can choose from he's only been a woman for 365 days and you know what the, the biggest slap in the face when i saw that is his yes. video where he's like 
doing his little promo for Bud Light. And he's like, happy March Madness. Oh my gosh. I thought it was just because everybody's going crazy, but apparently it has something to do with sports. So yeah, I don't even know what sport it is, but like something's going on, but yeah. And I'm like, is this what you think women are? Do you think we're like just dumb? We don't know what March Madness is. We don't know that it's basketball. Like you just put us in this category, like make, it's like, oh, we don't know. I'm just going to look really pretty and sit over here and drink my Bud Light. And I don't even know what the sport this is. It's so, such a slap in the face and so disrespectful. Where are the feminists? Yeah. Where are you? Where are they? I'll tell you where they are. They're scared to death to say anything because guess what? The trap. The trap. Because they were supposed to be on the side of the LGBTQs, right? They were supposed to be on the, you know, that side. And now they're coming after you, women, biological men saying they can be you. And now what? Because see, and that's what tribalization does. That's what, that's what, when you have to just align full force with your side and your party and you can't think for yourself, I have zero respect for that. I have zero respect for, honestly, for any female who thinks that this boy, man, whatever he is, Dylan, whatever you are, that you can say you are celebrating 365 days of womanhood when you weren't born with a uterus, you've never experienced a real period, and you have no idea what it is like to grow up as a girl. Mm-hmm. You don't. Bud Light, it's like he has, oh, so many, many other companies have sponsored him as the spokesperson for them. Like I think Tampax, mm-hmm. like EOS Lotion. There, there are several. Yes. yes. Tampax. I'm pretty sure. that doesn't have a period. I'm sorry. What? What? Oh my gosh. I'm like, I know. I know. I'm saying like there's a list of companies that have that have used him for their advertising. Please read them because if you can find them, because I want to know who I need to stop buying from. That is insane. Yeah, exactly. Like speaking of, there is what I mean, we'll be talking more about. There is an app that you can download, guys, that we're going to be talking about in the future about different companies and kind of, um, you know, whether they are pro-freedom, basically. Uh, We're not talking about being pro-right, pro-conservative. That's not what we're about here. I mean, I know that a lot of where we land and the way we see things is now classified as more conservative, you know, and I think we're more like the liberals of the 80s, but apparently we're like now like the right-wing conservatives. But you know, we're not trying to, we're not out here to advocate for Republicans or conservatives. We really don't care. We hate all of it. It is about like right and wrong and true and not true. Okay, Amy, what are we going to say? Hey, yes, you got it. Okay, so apparently, and we can fact check this, but apparently Dylan Mulvaney, you guys go out there and research this on your own, make sure we're correct, um, is getting paid $10,000 plus to be the face of brands, including Bud Light, Tampax, Kate Spade, KitchenAid, Plaza Hotel, Stella McCartney, and Crest. And this person said, mock women equals get rewarded. Oh, hmm. There you well, go. And there you have it. And also, does Bud Light not know their sales demographic? <laughs> right? Like, are they that out of touch? Or I feel like somebody yeah. must have like a gun to their head. Yeah. I mean, for Bud Light. Bud Light. I mean, the the official drink of NASCAR. Like I can see, you know, Kate Spade, you know, yeah. or whatever. I mean, that like makes a little more sense to me. Not, it doesn't make sense, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Now your audience. But like no. your audience. But like you made a big mistake. Yes. Ooh. Oh I mean, man. It's about to go down. Lord. Well, 
Scott Lord. Let, Jordan Peterson uh, talked about this. We saw this. Um, we thought we would play that. When we're talking about um, just like this whole transgender movement, like, this is from a clinical psychologist with decades and decades of experience. And he's pretty fired up about this too. And again, I think people would say Jordan's on the right when they try to put us in our boxes. But it just kind of goes back to just what is the actual, what is the actual truth about this? And what is the history of this and, and the science behind this? There are XX and XY chromosomes here that define gender. If you want, if you feel like you align more differently with another one, then that's one thing. But it's to say that you are that thing, it's impossible. I'm sorry. It's not biologically possible. When I was a kid, I did not play with dolls. I was a tomboy. When I hit puberty, I was the first one of three girls. I was so uncomfortable. I was not excited about it. And I felt out of my body. I felt like I didn't know what to do with all the things that were happening to me. If that were me in 2023 and my parents weren't Joe and Ella Thompson, <laughs> I feared for what someone would have done and said to me because I did not fit in that box. I was not a typical girl at all. I love playing outside, playing sports, but you know, building forts, my next door neighbor, John, like I played with him every day. I thought boys were way easier to deal with than girls. And I had my girlfriends. I love them so much, but I was different. And I can't imagine if someone had told me that that confusion and that discomfort wasn't fleeting, but it was me being something that I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful. And, I, and, and there's a lot of us out there. Once I got through puberty, I like loved my, I loved who I was becoming and I realized I liked who I am. I have a lot of interests. I'm a boy mom and I love being a boy mom. I have a lot of interests with males, but I am absolutely a very proud and thankful female. And there's no confusion about that. And I think what we're doing is we are taking a natural confusion because you don't necessarily fit clearly in a box and we're exploiting at this yeah. point. Speaking of boxes, right. Amy's got something good. Well, just real quick. Let me play, can I play this Castration real quick? And, and then we'll, um, sorry y'all, let me play this real quick. And then, um, well, yes, and then go ahead. But I want, I want them to hear Jordan real quick, hold on. Tolerate what? Tolerate what? Castration and double mastectomies for 13 year olds? Well, yeah. No, well, seriously, oh, yeah. man, yeah. that's not tolerance. That's that's crossed the line. That is not tolerance. That That is, in, in that is an inexcusable silence on the part of the majority, the vast majority, who knows this to be wrong in the deepest possible sense. Most of the bloody Nazi propaganda that led to the extermination policies at the beginning of World War II were predicated initially on compassion and tolerance. So this whole, we're being compassionate and tolerant. It's like, no, you're not. You're aiding and abetting the surgical mutilation of minors. That is not compassionate. And it's not tolerant. Uh, exactly. What? Tolerant. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Jordan says it well. It's not, let's not get confused with what tolerance is. Um, right. We need to protect the, our children. Full stop. Mm -hmm. Full stop. That's what it's about. And, and a child doesn't know what they are. Come on. Right. Come right. on. Right. Well, that's what this, um, the gays against groomers, which we like following them because it's actual, you know, a group of gay individuals who 
completely resist this what's happening and they're trying to stand up and fight for what's right but um it says they posted the other day boxes are for cereal not for human beings we mm -hmm. as gays and lesbians fought for a very very long time to dismantle binary gender stereotypes only for the trans mafia to come and build them all back up if your little girl likes to get dirty in the mud instead of play with barbies that doesn't mean she's a boy that means she's a girl that likes to get dirty in the mud instead of play with barbies if your little boy likes Disney princesses instead of playing ball with dad, that doesn't mean you have a trans daughter. That means that your little boy will probably just grow up to be a gay man, but perhaps even not. Gender ideology is the most regressive school of thought in the Western world. Let kids be kids. Let them grow naturally and discover who they are without putting them into a box full of life-altering puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and disfiguring surgeries. Amen. Well, that's it. I mean, I have a friend that she said, she, she said if her parents, just like you, like Holly, where she said, if, when I was 10, I thought I should be, you know, a boy I, because she liked girls or maybe she just didn't feel comfortable. She didn't know what she felt, you know, but if her mom had like pushed her into like these therapists that are encouraging this or said, Hey, do you want to be a boy? She said, if my mom would have asked me, I would have said, yes, thank God she didn't because she was able to become her own self. She's a gay woman. You can be a gay woman. And that's okay. Without being a man. And she that's did. It. And thank goodness she didn't do it. She's so thankful she didn't. And I'm not saying, look, whatever you do later, it's the whole premise is hiding it from the parents, which is what schools are encouraging and mm -hmm. also encouraging the puberty blockers and the surgeries for children. It, it, it's all about the children. Let's just protect our kids, leave our kids out of it from 18 on, do whatever the heck you want. Man, it's just, it's just hard. And, and there is a slippery slope. There is a huge, I mean, big old slippery slope. That's why you really have to stop. You have to be careful. I mean, the, the, the trans people that are giving lap dances to 10 year olds, that yeah. is unacceptable. Yeah. unacceptable right yeah well, probably and, that drag queen that you um that you sent us yeah. the video of the, like even there are drag queens out there that are distancing themselves that's from right this movement right. because they're seeing where it's going and they're that's wondering why are we messing with kids why are we trying to, what what does it why does it make it you know, why does it matter if a kid loves you and accepts you so much like yeah. what is that doing for you like why do you need that right you're a grown person right well, it is, this is definitely a bipartisan issue as it as appears that, uh, well, it was a Fox News poll that said 83% of Republican voters said transgender policies in schools are a problem, but only 36 of Democrats, 36% of Democrats thought they were a problem. Um, and that's, it's just weird because again, I think this is where the confusion comes in. If you want to be a drag queen as an adult, you want to dress as a woman or a man or whatever, whatever you do, like that's your freedom to do. But when you come for the kids and you're trying to confuse them and you're having conversations with already minds that are already impressionable and also generally confused about a lot of things because they don't know what they don't know, why even introduce this? conversation to children you know about dressing like a man or like why are we having this that is something for the parents to have with the child and then a therapist by by order of the parents to have with children it is a personal private matter the fact that we're putting this in public schools is alarming and here's the truth if if i had been in school and a man dressed as a woman who 
walked in to read us a book, you know, Peter Rabbit or something. I'm like, let's just say they're not even dressed like a woman. They're dressed like a caricature. That's it. Like if this this is what you think a woman is, once again, we're going back to the Dylan Mulvaney being like, I don't even know what sport it is. Women. That's right. It, because I want to say that if they just came in and read Rare Rabbit looking like a woman, I mean, I think I, I probably would have said is that I can't really figure this out, but it wouldn't have been a deal because it wasn't about the the reader. It was about the book. Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? I mean, and, and again, like I know at my Starbucks, the barista is, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what their biology is. Does it? Okay. Like I don't, it is what it is. It is when you're doing things in front of children that is like sensationalized stuff um, that is in, with an agenda. It's an agenda to normalize this to children. I don't think we need to have any conversations around this stuff in public school. Well, listen, people yeah. are like pe- a lot of people on the other side are saying that doesn't happen. That is not happening. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing, you know, strip lap dances with drag queens. Like they're just reading a story. They're just going to the library and slinging on a pole in a library we've seen plenty of videos plenty of videos out there you can readily find them that these things are Are happening happening. they are absolutely happening and kids are there and kids are there and they're seeing it and um just so y'all know like this is definitely different from several years ago when my daughter was in middle school the new standards one of the things now we do get to choose right we can opt out of our kids being in this, but now the curriculum with, um, the, it's called Stepping Stones. Uh, yeah. We're in Hanover County. Yeah. And one of the things that says, it's talking about explain the physical, social, and emotional changes that occur during puberty and adolescence, which is fine. Um, but then they focus on explain that gender expression and gender identity exist along a spectrum. Identify trusted adults, including parents and caregivers, whom students can ask questions about sexual orientation, gender, gender role stereotypes, gender identity, and gender expression. Mm. And then they, uh, one of them says, distinguish between sex assigned at birth and gender identity and explain how they may or may not differ. This is part of the curriculum in our seventh grade um, school, public school system. Mm. There, there's more. But, I, I, you know, there's other things in here that they talk about sex trafficking, sexual exploitation, you know, violence and stuff like, you know, pe- our kids need to learn about some of these things, but I am not going to let my child be in, in that. I mean, she Learned already knows on our, kids, and just, our kids already know yeah. a lot of all this that's going on anyway, but this is the stuff that they're, that they're doing now. Yeah. Like, not paying attention, parents, like just pay attention, pay attention to, cause you have the chance, you have the choice if you don't agree with that you have the choice to opt out mm. yeah and just, just don't be silenced into saying that something is bigotry that you're a bigot if you think there's a problem with um you know drag queens influencing your children i i it's not i i don't i'm sorry i'm gonna say it it's okay if you don't want that it's okay I if you don't want, want to, i wouldn't want a stripper influencing my children want a hoe out there reading to my kids either exactly <laughs> i mean let's be real like i don't want anything sexualized in all front of- born out of adult entertainment this right. is all yes. from right. adult entertainment space drag queens were all born out of adult entertainment around sexual things i've yeah. been them i enjoy them for I mean, fun for entertainment right for entertainment I mean, but that's as an adult yeah okay not for kids <sighs> never yeah 
Never for kids, ever. And like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, like Kirsten says, like, you, you know, I, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's again, we have just, we're blurring the lines and trying to silence us from critical thought and really saying, is this what's best for society? Is this what's best for our children? And the, go look at the numbers. I'll encourage you to go listen to um, the free press, Barry Weiss. Like we cannot encourage you guys enough to follow them. Um, they're covering the Trump story right now in, in a really excellent way with his, um, you know, indictment. But I want, I, I, I really like what, they are not one-sided. They really are like, they're just trying to go after the truth. And they interviewed um, J.K. Rowling, you know, because she's come under fire for saying what Kristen and Amy and I are saying, which is you should, you should love people, you should be kind to people. But when you start saying you're a woman and you're not a biological woman, like you, there, there are lines that do need to be drawn here. And I, you can tell when you listen to her interviews, she's not, she doesn't want to hurt anyone, but she's very concerned about what it's going to do, what the movement's going to do to biological women. And she's got good reasons to think this. But when you listen to the stats on the number of children who are now gender confused compared to just like 10 years ago, it is social media and this indoctrination into the public schools is to blame. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we've got to stop. Listen, politeness got us here. Yeah. It was not wanting to hurt people's feelings and we're not wanting to be sound mean or hateful, you know, because I don't, because I do feel sorry for someone that is confused about their gender. I do feel sorry for them. I do. I don't, I, I really do. But it's again, we got to have some boundaries on everything. God, right. it's I mean, not I can't said that before. I can't imagine trying to be someone I'm not and having those feelings. Like I, I, I can't imagine because I have not been there. And I can say that, that I can't imagine where they feel and I can feel for them and have empathy for them. And I can say, you know, that's when, you know, you do need to talk to somebody and you do need support, but I don't think that support needs to be like from, a, I mean, a, a counselor or a, another teacher, or a stranger and trying to hide that from your parents. If, yes. if there is an issue and you're afraid at home, then social work that they, that needs to be, you know, right. you need to have a lot of people involved in that scenario then, you know, yeah. that's your family help. Well, it's like what Bill Maher talked about it. Like just the, like you said, like being polite or like there's this been an explosion of transgender children in the past several years. Like it's a, the numbers ever doubled. The percentage has ever doubled. So like where is that coming from? Like, why yeah. is that? How is that happening? Like yeah. in biology, there's no way that in evolution that we could have, our brains could have flipped that quickly. So it's, it, you have to take evolution out of the equation. It would take millions of years or generations and generations for a society to flip to that. So then what is it? It's gotta be environmental. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, 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 and that's on us gatekeepers, adults, that's on us. You know, yeah. it's, it's our job to protect kids. And we haven't done a good job of it, in my opinion. Mm -mm. Um, and, and, and listen, many of us, we didn't know. Like you just, you, you, you can't protect your kids from something you don't know is a risk, right? Many of us until 2020 happened, we didn't know what was being taught in school. We really yep. didn't. We, we were just able that our kids could go. We could yeah. say yeah. bye. Get bye. them <laughs> out of this house so I can get stuff done, you know? Um, and I want to say, go speaking of, we're not going to play this, but go listen to Winsome Sears on Bill Maher. And she talks about this. She's talking about, I'm talking as a parent. 
not a politician, not a lieutenant governor. I am talking as a parent. You're not going to come from my kids. You're going to come through me and how we've got to bring that back to the system. And, and she was excellent. She also talked about gun control. And she said, listen, if you break into my house, I'm going to shoot you before the cops get there. I'm a Marine and I have a gun to protect my family. And Bill Maher said, and so do I. That's why many of us, myself included, I'm not a hunter. I have guns to protect my family and because I frankly enjoy target shooting. Mm -hmm. I, I love skeet shooting. I love target shooting. I love guns. I, I, you know, I grew up around them. My kids grew up around them. Uh, it was part of our culture, but we're not going to kill people unless someone's trying to harm us, right. you know, or someone else. So, um, but go ahead. What'd you say, Amy? But that's the majority of people. Mm -hmm. That's the majority of Americans in this country. And we want to move and segue a little bit um, into that whole um, gun control conversation because Amy has a unique experience. As you guys know, we come from across the political spectrum. And so we're always talking about our inherent biases. Like I just said, white Christian raised in a conservative home. Like obviously I've got biases to that end. Amy, tell us how you saw Sandy Hook all those years ago. Yeah, I was thinking about it after this happened and I, you know, you scroll social media and I see some of my friends saying, it's the guns, get rid of the guns, guns are the problem. And it just took me back to, that was me back mm -hmm. in um, 20, when was it? I don't even remember the year, 2013 or something. Hook, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Whenever Sandy Hook was, Sandy Hook like just did me in because I think my son at the time was in that same grade, like first grade. And it just really like hit me so hard. And I was so shocked, sad, upset that I remember getting on social media. I'm like, get rid of guns, get rid of guns. Now I will say, I didn't know that was a political statement. I didn't know that that put me. And her husband has guns, has yeah, guns. Like, okay? I, mean, and I was hunts, like, so just. <laughs> I was the one, I was the one that was like, I hate guns. I wish we didn't, nobody had guns. Guns are the problem. And didn't know that that was a liberal or conservative. I didn't know. So I just said that. Well, one of my friends, one of our good family friends um, commented and pushed back on me and was, and was trying to <clears throat> enlighten me on all the things that I'm saying now, mm -hmm. but it's funny being back then, I couldn't hear him because of my emotion. Mm -hmm. Everything I was saying, when I said, get rid of guns, it's the guns problem. That statement was completely 100% born out of my emotional response to what had happened. It had nothing to do with my logical brain. It had nothing to do with what actually made sense. It had nothing to do with what could actually really be the solution. It was just like, oh, this happened. I'm so mad. I'm so sad. I hate guns. Get, get rid of guns. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody is trying to tell you, well, have you thought it was like guns don't kill people? It's the person behind the gun or do people enjoy, you know, that's our constitution. It's our second amendment. People can say that to you all day long, but if you're too emotional in your brain to hear it, mm -hmm. it's not going to make sense to you until you can step back and step away from the emotion and, you know, so, so now when I think about guns, I'm like, okay, here's the thing. We have this little document called the constitution. We have the second <laughs> amendment. That's a problem for people who want to say that they want to get rid of all the guns. It just, mm -hmm. it's a problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have a very divided country in that sense, as far as people who just want to get rid of all guns and people who want to um, have guns. This is going to be a stalemate that we're never going to. We're, nobody's ever going to agree. There is never going to be a time when 
somebody's going to come along and say, all right, everyone in this country, um, tomorrow at 9 a.m., we <laughs> would like for out. you to go to the local police station and just throw your guns in a pile, and then we're going to burn them all, and thank you so much for complying. It will never, never. happen. You will never get rid of the guns in this country. Do you think the criminals are going to turn their guns in? Hells no. If anything, it would be the law-abiding citizens being worried about getting in trouble would be the ones that would that would do it. Some of them would do it. Some of them would say, you're going to have to come prime for my cold, dead hands. You are never going to get rid of all the guns. And is a law going to stop somebody right. that's crazy, that's evil, that wants to do any, uh, cause this any kind of harm? This knew no. that what she was about to do was against the law. Okay. Right. Did she care? Absolutely no. not. Do you, do killers ever care? Absolutely. No. So the thing is, is that just like we've talked about with COVID so many times, while, you know, while Kristen said it before, she's like, okay, well, while we're waiting on this magical vaccine to cure us all, what, what are we going to do meantime? now? What are we going to do in the meantime with early treatment? So here's my thing. While you're sitting there waiting for your fairyland, uh, yeah. let's everybody turn in our guns at nine o'clock in the morning tomorrow, every single person in this whole country, all 330 million of us. And we're just going to just believe right. that that's going to happen. Okay. Well, until then, what are we going to do like, until that someone happens, comes in your house? Someone so, comes so, in the school. Right. What are we going to do? So we propose, and we've seen we, people are sending what, like $80 billion to Ukraine. We've sent already. You could take a fraction of that and arm every single school in America. There are veterans who would love nothing more to do this job. They'd probably do it for free mm -hmm. to, to stand and protect our schools and our kids in this country. They know how to use weapons. They've been trained to use weapons. They're responsible. They've served our country. We have the means to do that. Do we do it? No, we don't. We sit and we wait and we bicker and complain and blame the guns and think that someday it's actually going to magically happen that all the guns are going to be gone. They're showing their priorities. We have secured airplanes. We have like in the, in all the, we, we've pretty much stopped hijacking in America with the same politicians who are forced, who want no guns, have security with yes. guns protecting them. Yes. Yes. And, and, and here's the thing. Let's go back to history. Why was the second amendment written? Right after the first amendment, you're right to say whatever you want. There was a second amendment and it said you have the right to bear arms and it was written. Why? to protect yourself from my tyrannical government so that it would hold our government in check, that it could not overtake the people by force. Mm -hmm. And so, no, I can't have a tank. I mean, yes, I could. I, I mean, I can have a tank, but I don't want a tank. You know, I'm not going to buy military weapons. Um, I'm not going to, you know, those are very, very expensive to fight our own military. You know, people, the argument people make is like, you're not going to fight the U.S. military. Yes, there's so many of us and you got to remember the whole U.S. military would not comply with orders to overtake the American people, right? Mm -hmm. Now, some would, some would not. My point is to say we have to have a way to protect ourselves from tyranny. And if you don't believe it can happen, um, I live in the South where the North walked right through. Sherman burned Raleigh, okay? The North, our federal government burned my city. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole arguments of the Civil War, but what I'm saying is, it was an off, and that was an, that's an example of the federal government attacking my town. And in the same way, the last few years, we've seen the heads of tyranny rise. We don't want a tyrannical government and we do have to be, we do have to protect ourselves. So if we need means to protect ourselves, to Amy's point, what are we going to do to protect innocent people like children? Instead of throwing up a sign that says this is a gun-free zone, like any deranged lunatic is going to obey that effing sign. Like, mm -hmm. come on. 
All you've done is disarm the good people. And, and there are countless examples in, in, listen, I mean, there's kind of a saying down here in the South, especially in the deep South, like you don't tread on me. You come into my, you come into my space, mm -hmm. to my home without invitation, you mm -hmm. might get shot. Right. You know, and that is kind of the way that you kind of kept some peace in order is people were worried about getting shot if they tried to do, break into your house. Right. So we have to have that in order to maintain some semblance of peace in a country the size of ours. Right. You know, and so and the size of our government and the size of our military, we got to have it. So Amy's saying, what are we going to do if we're not going to really get and, and And for those of you who say get rid of assault rifles. OK. But the criminals will keep assault rifles. Right. You see, like you have to think this through. So, Amy, let me ask you, what changed? What made you put the emotions aside and look at this logically? I don't even know, like if there was ever if there was just even like a pivotal moment. I think it's just I could just. See with a clearer mind, because I guess maybe I saw it without having the emotion tied yeah. to it yeah. and I can't really think of like and also our husbands gave us guns and gun <laughs> for Christmas yeah I mean, and I, was guns and, and gun lessons. they're like oh well we'll change your mind yeah <laughs> and it wasn't even that that changed my mind it's just, I, I don't know I just because I mean I know that they've always had guns and I've we've had guns in our house and stuff but um Holly I just don't even know I, mm -hmm. I just know that I have been able to like a veil has been lifted almost in my life after 2020 to where I see things in a whole in a much clearer light in all aspects and this just happens to be one of them mm -hmm. so yeah. just, well just, you're you're my favorite person to talk to about it uh, truly <laughs> I'm, I mean you are you and several others and it's not because you came from the left to the right it's because you changed your mind based on fact yeah, I had no idea where that was going to land me. And like I said, I had no idea saying get rid of guns was a left, made me a, a left person. Like I just said what, what I was feeling. feeling. <laughs> and, you know, then they put you in the box or whatever. But, um, but this now, is when you have to like step back, take a step back and just think about, you know, you know, okay, let's think about those scenarios. Like realistically, like maybe that's your ideal, you know, wonderful world. But right. in reality, how, how, does, how that does that play out? And yeah. that's where you really have to, like, you do have to think about these things. So yeah. um, I should probably put, do that. Uh, What's that guy, the perspective uh, on the yeah. shooting? Should I tell about that? Sure. Should I read that? I feel yeah. like that. Was I, I, I just think what we would like to probably send to while Kristen's pulling that up, just this message that nothing is so black and white, that, that right. there is like one answer to a very complicated um, problem. And you don't have to be a card carrying member of the NRA to want to protect 2A. You, you just don't. You, to, to, re, to, to have a recognition that we can't disarm the American public. We just can't. Right. And so what are the other options? Um, you know, and, I, and, and I'll be the first to say, I don't understand the laws of every state to know background checks and how all those things work. I just know that criminals will be criminals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember I was landing in London. I was flying on a, an overnight, going to land in London. My son texts me on the plane and says, mom, there's been a terrorist attack on the bridges of London. What are you going to do? And I Google it. And sure enough, you know, guns were banned in London, but they were stabbing people to death on a bridge. 
And guess what? Some of the policemen weren't armed with guns. They had sticks. While these, I think they were Muslim extremists to, um, going around stabbing people on, uh, in, in, in downtown London. Hmm. Uh, we had a, a guy drive a truck through a parade and kill right. people. Right. I right. mean, we are we forgetting it's not just guns that are being used to do evil. You're going to ban bombs, the pipe bombs and subways and the pipe bombs. Yes. Are people Oklahoma die. City terrorist attack on American soil. That was, you know, 9-11 jet, jet fuel and jet planes. I mean, come on. Right. We're not going to get rid of evil, but we have to have enough things in place to discourage evil from winning. And there are more intelligent conversations that could be had rather than you people screaming at each other on social media with your emotional both sides points, okay? <laughs> you know, like calm your ass down for the love of God and just learn to scroll. Some of you just need yeah, to learn to scroll. Although, <laughs> I am very glad that that person did not scroll past. And I know, he pushed back on me and I, I do like now. But it was an intelligent conversation. It was intelligent. And it, was, it was attacking. It was it not attacking. like how people are now. Right. But uh, in retrospect, you know, I, I wish I could like even find that post in the archives because I probably could. You can't. I probably can, but I think it would be like interesting to see. And also I appreciate that he yeah. did that. Yeah. Kristen, so, um, I'm gonna read it. Yeah. There's a couple things that I wanted to read. Tim Ballard, who we love, he um is the guy with Operation Underground Railroad Rescue. Like he does the, a lot of they 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 basically arrest all these people who are doing these underground trafficking things. But he um he said, in response to tragic school shootings and children being killed, I wrote a very well thought out op-ed. I'm excited for y'all to read it. Swipe to begin reading. Here we go. If someone was planning to kill children at a school, and it seems there always will be, and they had to choose between a school that advertised, quote, armed guards here, or a school that bragged about being a, quote, gun-free zone, which school would the murderer go to? Which school would you want your kids at? That's it. That's the whole op-ed. Hope it was helpful. But truly, those people who, anybody who's listening and you don't want any guns at all, they're still going to be, you're not going to stop murderers. You are not. So if you are not going to stop murderers, where is the best place for your kid to be? So you've got to think about that. And if you don't want them to be guns, then that is your prerogative. That's fine. But you can't, you can't ask everybody else to, you know, not be protected. If they want to be protected, they want to be protected. Yeah, And this one guy that we love, this Amir Odom, he said, here's a different perspective on school shootings. I won't read it all, but if you follow it, if you go look at him, he's got a lot of great content. It's Amir X Odom, A-M-I-R-X-O-D-O-M yes. on Instagram. And he said, I love this too. He said, let this be a kind reminder that it's possible to be empathetic towards a situation while also trying to understand the many factors that played into it. Yeah. He said, what determines a, quote, life lost to you? Yeah. Nearly, four, nearly 400 kids under the age of 16 have been shot in Chicago within the past year and a half. However, the media insists that the lives lost in school shooting, shootings matter most. Why? Because you can't relate to Chicago. You don't live there. So why would you care? Your kids don't go to it. Your kids do go to an elementary school, though. You can relate to that. The media is determining what's worth showing you and pulling at your heartstrings. Cue Amy. Yeah. Um, this is how they think it's a game, a very sick one where the board is emotionally driven citizens and the pawns are innocent children. 
What's the end goal? Well, look at how fast politicians go from mourning to making legislation. He said, here's a different perspective. Here's some more with guns. We defend our president with guns. We defend our celebrities with guns. We defend our banks with guns, our courts with guns, our jewelry stores with guns, our sporting events with guns, our music festival with guns. We defend our children with a sign that reads, this is a gun-free zone. And then call someone with a gun to come help in an emergency. Mm -hmm. We must do something. There's a lot of people saying this without thinking if that something is actually effective. It's easy to allow your emotions to take control and think that doing something will make you feel better if that something has zero proof of being effective in solving the problem. Pass strict gun laws or ban guns. Then what? We'll still have a country full of homicidal sociopaths. Who or what is creating them? What do we do with them? And then he has like a quote, like so-and-so, you know, congressman allowed this. This is Republicans' fault. So it's the Republicans' fault that a woman who dresses like a man shot kids and teachers at a private Christian school? Interesting. Let this be a reminder that the United States has sent over 75, what is that, bill, billion, I had to count the zeros, um, to Ukraine, but apparently we can't even protect our own schools. Yes, let's send Ukraine money and guns to protect themselves, but not use those resources for our own children. Woo! We shouldn't have to protect our schools with armed guards, says the woman with a diamond engagement ring that was once protected by an armed guard. Is your ring worth more than your child's life? Why are we arguing about the way we protect children when 100% of the time the school shooting has been taken down by, guess what, an armed individual? Do not allow yourself to be manipulated by current events. I get it. It's sad and you're tired, but guess what? Those in control know this and are using you to their advantage. You can be empathetic without being broken. It is never wise to make decisions or call, calls to action while in a state of distress. You are stronger than this. Boom. Period. <laughs> no. I just, because I the, idea, the idea that you wouldn't need guns to protect you if there weren't guns is, 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 just it's an ideological fairy tale that, that that would happen and you can cite other countries where you say they banned this or that but so many places where they ban guns the military still has guns mm -hmm. it's the quickest way to take a threat out and you don't have to be next to them to do it it's i mean again we could talk about it all day we don't have the answers but i think what we're going to advocate for today is for more thoughtful conversations around immediate changes such as school security and my children's school and it shocked me to learn there was another school here in Raleigh that was not locked down you can go in any door of that school right now shocking mm. at my kids school there is one entrance in and you have to be buzzed in to get into it and there is a guard at the front video cameras everywhere and I'm just saying we should be able to allow people back on campuses with guns to protect our kids. And, you know, again, if we can keep guns from getting on airplanes, there's got to be a way to, to help protect kids. Because I think the only risk at, like, let's say my kid's school was that a child could bring a gun in and, the, and you wouldn't know. That, mm -hmm. would, that would be the risk. Um, but to everything else, you know, we, we, we can do better. We can do better. I think that's where we're all going to agree. We can and should do better at protecting the kids. It's just we've been fighting about the extremes when there are so many things we can do in the interim that would make things better. Um, okay, we also wanted to talk about this whole racism thing because we are seeing, speaking of the bigotry of the transgender and how you can't have any 
commentary that's not fully supportive of the transgender movement without being called a bigot. In the same way, you can't have any conversation about any other color if you're white. Can't say anything, can't have an opinion about it, but everyone else can. We just can't. And that's creating a growing resentment in white America. And I don't, listen, regardless of where you're, where you identify, those of us children of the 70s and 80s and 90s, what were we taught? Don't see color, you see the character. It's the Martin Luther King mantra, Martin Luther King Jr. mantra of, you know, judge by the character, not by the skin color. And I think the three of us would say, we thought there'd been great progress because we all had friends of a variety of colors. Our children have friends of a variety of colors and it wasn't a deal. Mm -hmm. Now, thanks to DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and CRT, and all these other movements now, it is like the first thing you talk about when you know someone is their color and then you put them in a box. And what we're starting to see is we're actually offended for black people. Because I think, I think that white America, the people who are saying they're on your side here and, and saying you're, you've been victimized and that you need appropriations and that you need a, a leg up, they don't believe enough in your own abilities. And I think that is frightening. And I think that's racist. Yeah. So we need to have more conversations around this instead of just saying the, the history of Black people in this country has been... Thank God we have righted a lot of the wrongs. And are we perfect yet? No, and no country yes, by the way. Because by the way, racism happens everywhere. If you wanna go back and listen to um, uh, Alma Apare, uh, 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 Alma, uh, what's Alma's name? Amar, uh, <laughs> Amari, Apene, Amari, I don't know which way I have. Anyway, go back and listen to Alma. We love you, Alma. Um, listen to him because he's from Africa. And he said, no, racism's in Africa. And so um, we want everyone to just say, we got to stop feeling like we're, we're going to be called racist if we say, I'm, I'm done with this. Right. I'm actually done with this. And we found a clip we wanted to play. Um, it was from the Dr. Phil show. And mm -hmm. it was featuring two Black women. Um, we'll, we'll link it for you. Talking about how minorities are treated and the fact that there is actually disparity in the movement to help minorities you know, be on a level playing field. I want you to take a listen. Asian students and white students are discriminated against when compared to their black counterparts. How is that the case? And it seems that with affirmative action, we've dictated, we care about black students, we care about Hispanic students. These are the minorities who are gonna benefit from this and Asians are not, and Native Americans. But the through line is not necessarily socioeconomic status. It doesn't seem to be resources. It seems to be that these are the minority groups that we feel bad for. We don't feel bad for Asian Americans because they have a culture of high academic standing. They have a culture of drive and of, of facing adversity. We look at black students and Hispanic students and Native American that's students. We are inferior and, and that we is pity what, them. That's what makes my blood boil. I mean, it's just, I am not less than you because you are white. I don't need you to look at me and feel bad for me because of the color of my skin. And that's effectively what you're doing. Every time you take an application, you say, oh, well, this girl's black. So I kind of feel bad for her. So I'm going to put her at the top of a line. It's just, it's just not necessary. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I cannot I article, like, recently, I think I sent this one to y'all. So I don't even know where this was from some op-ed that says like an organized pantry is rooted, oh, is rooted in white supremacy. Okay. <laughs> like all these things are rooted in white supremacy. I've seen a lot I of mean. this been floating around lately, but my first thought when I see an article like that, is like, how racist are you? 
to write an article, are you, or what are you saying that like black Hispanic people can't have an organized pantry? Like, <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? That's they're saying. That's so racist. And mine is not organized, by the and way. And mine is terrible, okay? <laughs> Holly's Holly, is. Holly, you, okay, so Holly, <laughs> you get the white girl pantry, apparently. <laughs> Because I mean, what in the hell though, y'all? I mean, that is so racist. I'm like to even utter those words, like this is what they do. They say these things and and they think that they're coming from this like, oh, you know, this place of virtue signaling mm-hmm. when they're just being the most racist of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's baffling, right? The, the logic, it's the lack of logic. It's okay. Did you see the one that said as white people, we can no longer send gifts? Um, that feature like in our text messaging or on social media that feature a person of color because we are appropriate. Yes, the memes. Yeah. Oh, the, the same or, people who being on time, being punctual yeah. is a white su- white supremacist value or whatever. So Ooh, I'm so, good. I'm good on that too. So once again, are you saying <laughs> that white black Hispanic <laughs> Asian people can't be on time? And how racist is that? Right. It's racist. Oh. It's so racist. But the crazy thing is the logic of saying that I can't appropriate black culture or Hispanic culture or Asian culture, but you can appropriate my biology as a man. Mm. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't want to hear this. Stop. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. And, and by the way, by the way, again, I will champion a man's right to dress as a woman if he wants to. I will absolutely say you can do it. But what I am, what I'm, so again, it's not like I'm trying to be a, a hypocrite on this either. It is that if I send a black gift, Jeff, whatever we're going to call those, um, if I send one to someone, it's because I appreciate the message that's being sent, and I don't care what color the person was. You know how often we send like Snoop Dogg gifts yeah. to each other all the time. Snoop or the black lady who's got that look on her face. I think oh, I want Madea. Yeah, oh my yes. god! Gosh, like come on. And honestly, if I look at my life, like the influence of the black community on me, my Amy, music girl, our music taste. I love, I, love, I grew up that it raised me. Biggie raised me. Raised me. Biggie raised me. <laughs> and Tupac, and Tupac. and Dre. Yes. Like, like I love, that's, like, I love, it. no, listen, I don't like. Are we not allowed to love it? Are we not allowed to love it now? But that, well, here's the thing. I do now as a grown adult go, oh, that was really misogynistic album. The Chronic, my favorite album, <laughs> Dr. Dre and Snoop. Well, yeah. like, that was bad. It was crude. It I was would not so play it in front of my mother. I heard about that back then. No, now everybody no. was just like. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I would have never played it in front of my parents, but I loved it because yeah. it just the, the I mean just the sounds like the yeah. the I mean the beat. I love it yeah, everything the way that the black culture has influenced me from dancing to music you know is so positive like and I'm so appreciative it's never occurred to me that I would be appropriating offensively to someone because I appreciate those things you know yeah. it's and um, so it's just this is so bananas this is so bananas and it's like if you're going to argue that like that a white person is appropriating things, then how are you going to argue for black people who decide to take on aspects of white culture because mm-hmm. they want to better their lives? Like to use the stereotype y'all just mentioned, being on time or getting higher education or things that are considered white culture. Having an organized pantry. Well, they call them Uncle Tom's when they do that. Right like that's the sad part. You're like a sellout. You're a sellout or whatever. And it's like, can you just be you? And let's not worry about it. Let's not worry about we're a melting pot, right? Like it doesn't matter. Just be you. Oh. 
It's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. exhausting. Wear my ass out. I'm like, I mean, whew, we're done. I need a nap. We need a nap. <laughs> yeah. So a, a year long nap. Can we wake up from this bad dream? And just and, and nobody be triggered or offended or yep. anything. Like, can yep. we just? Ugh. And obviously, before we end, you know, y'all, we're all obviously watching this Trump indictment stuff. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's just right. There are lots of thoughts on that. Like, um, we have a lot of other We're stuff that's FC really important stuff. going on in the country. Mm -hmm. Like, this is all stuff. I mean, it's just hilarious how um, the media, I mean, they are on it like white. They, they still haven't stopped talking about Trump since Biden became president in mm -hmm. 2021. Like, they still, every time I turn on MSNBC or CNN, I'm not joking, y'all. Mm -hmm. They're talking about January 6th mm -hmm. or they're talking about Trump's anything, anything Trump. Yeah. And, and now that they have this, it's all like they are completely, completely ignoring their obsession is their obsession is giving Trump more power than the right oh, could have ever given right. to him. Oh, it's crazy. Like, like seven years, eight years strong. They still, all they do is talk about him and that's all they're doing now. Meanwhile, yeah. our borders are wide open. Oh, yeah. Fentanyl's coming across. We have inflation. I mean, like all the problems that we have right now going on, yeah. nobody cares. And everybody cares about like some paperwork issues of his from years and years and years ago that should be misdemeanors, but uh, yeah. were upgraded to felonies oh. or something. I, don't know. I just, um, you, you need to read the, you need to read okay, this right. to go along with it. Well, uh, she brought up, we've also we followed this. That we, like. we also love this girl. She's called the girl named Blake on Instagram. And she had a great um, perspective on this too. She said, friendly reminder, because this goes along with the whole Trump indictment thing. And look, y'all, we're all about if somebody did something wrong, we want justice. Okay. So we're not saying whatever, but there are more and more and bigger, fi bigger is, fish to fry. Crime okay? is rampant in New York City, by the way, like actual crime, like real crime, like people pushing people into subways and stabbing people on the street and carjackings and robberies and everything like that kind of crime is happening in New York. But yet we're focusing on this. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. But she said, friendly reminder that no one from Epstein's list have been indicted and the media refused to cover the story. So let's circle back and y'all just marinate on that. I just I added that part. She said, we officially live in a society where hush money for consensual sex is considered worse than human trafficking. But her comment, or I mean, her caption is what's so good too. She said, honestly, this isn't so much about Trump for me. I'm sure he's done some less than legal things in his 45 years in business. This feels more like when you knew things were bad and then the proof is in your face. Today, we witnessed the weaponization of the American legal system in a way it's never been done before because he, because be honest, Trump is the not the first nor last politician to pay a woman to keep her mouth shut, Clinton, Edwards, etc. If this was about justice, every person on Epstein's list would be in jail, their mugshots plastered across CNN, their chances at future success over. Fentanyl and illegal weapons wouldn't be pouring in through our borders. The streets of our country wouldn't be littered with needles and tent cities. I hate that this is happening, but my hope is that it's just one more thing that wakes people up to the reality that the government does not and will not care about you. So turn to God, stop jumping when they tell you to jump, learn self-sufficiency and break out of the matrix. Bam. <laughs> I, mean, I just really like that because it is just true. Like not only is like, look at the hypocrisy, yep. we still know Epstein's list. And that was horrific things that went on knowingly a lot of people knew about there it were a and lot still, of politicians involved and you want you don't you don't think there's any damn hush money going on there i mean well, it, it's crazy to me that trump is the first president to be indicted when the clintons are a part of u.s history 
I'm sorry. I I'll say it. Like like, and, I mean, you guys, he lied under he lied under the whole American public about what was happening under his desk. I mean, and there was like no recourse. Like that's when we should have known they're gonna get away with everything. Right. He didn't pay for that. He didn't go to jail for that. There was no what was the punishment for him saying he didn't have sex with Monica Lewinsky? But should he go to jail for that anyway? Like, I don't know. I'm like, no, well, the whole thing. Yeah, great point, Amy. Like, what I'm saying? like the fact is. That was a matter that should have been taken up between him and Hillary. That was a him and Hillary problem. That was not the whole country's problem. I agree. I agree on that. This is not the whole country's problem, in my opinion. Right. Right. That's right. It's not. But but we are we have we have television cameras following his plane, his his motorcade, everything to go back to New York. It is disgusting. And and exactly what I mean. Any time there is a distraction. some kind of, even like when they're putting like the Johnny Depp trial on TV, I was like, what are we trying to not talk about right now? That you're going right. to cover this. Like, go look and see what's really happening. And you've got Japan, who is our ally, buying oil from Russia. You know, you've got you've got our American dollar plummeting. You've got, we're banks on the verge of collapse. We need to pay attention. And it is yep. not to the Trump situation. Stuff. And even CNN will tell you that. It's a load of horse crap. Mm. But here we are. Yeah. No. Yeah, with Alvin Bragg looking uh, for his five minutes of fame, and right. it is nothing but politics being used in such a disgusting manner um, and an abuse of power. So, with that said, we are wrapping this up. We know you have opinions too. We're always happy to hear from you. Any anything you want us to look at, read? We want to see it. You can get our resources from our Substack that goes out every week, along with our podcast, so that you know what we're looking at and what we're talking about. So you can just look at it for yourself and just think for yourself. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,